Hey y'all, Jack here from Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap. This episode comes with a content warning as we cover content not suitable for all audiences, so please be advised. And with that, I can hand the episode back to our hosts. Back to you, Sam and Rachel. Take it from the top. Mm. Hey, hey, all you 80s brats, 90s kids, and early otters. It's Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap. I am Sam. I am Rachel. And we are a real-life couple with what you'd call a scooch of an age difference. It's just a little scoochy, dude. Yeah, and it's- each... You know, it's not a scotch. It's not a brooch. I did say scotch. Oh, it's a scotch of an age difference. Each week on this podcast, we are going to introduce each other to a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts, or in this case, just kind of next to us, uh, from our own generation in an effort to bridge our generation gap. Rachel, how are you feeling about this week's topics? I mean, you know what I like to say. What do you like to say? Scoochy dooch? No, this week's topics were a doozical. Okay, all right. Now, uh, <laughs> listeners will know I've taken exception to Rachel's use of the word doozical in the past. This episode is a doozical of a doozical. Yeah, and not in a good way. No, in a very bad way, because this week's topics are Degrassi, The Next Generation, and... Beverly Hills, 90210. Ooh. Hoochie uh, Gucci. All right, for those who don't know, <laughs> Rachel, tell us just a quick blurb. What is Beverly Hills, 90210? Beverly Hills, 90210 is a soap opera from the 90s that was about teens for teens. It ran through the 90s, focusing on a group of friends that lived in a really rich area of California. Interesting. And for those of you who don't know, which might be most of you, Degrassi The Next Generation is a Canadian teen drama series made by teens for teens. No, made by teens. Well, I mean, the actors are actually teenagers. They're not like Luke Perry, who's like 45. Hey, hey, cool it. Okay, all right, all right. But there was a time where we were not so enlightened, right? In fact, there was a time where we were the opposite of lightened. We were indarkened. <laughs> Is that your in the dark noise? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's dark in here. It's I'm scared, but only a little bit. That's yeah. why it's like uh. it, it's just like it's just a little dark in here. But it's still no matter how dark it is, it's definitely time for in the dark. Rachel. Hmm. Yes. You sound like a very like soothing like '90s radio DJ right now. Well, right now we need to get a little serious. Oh, okay. Because I'm asking you how much you know about Degrassi, the next generation. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't think I knew that there were more than one generation mm. of Degrassi. Mm. But I. Well, that's weird because Degrassi started. In your generation. Oh, really? And mine is the next. It's, so it's like it's like Star Trek. 
the next generation. You might say so. Yeah. But Very I don't similar. think Degrassi takes place on a ship. No. My my guess. Yeah. Where does it take place? A high school in Canada is my guess. Mm-hmm. My guess is it's called Degrassi High School. Mm-hmm. And probably they're uh, the Cougars. Okay. You know, okay. Degrassi Just Cougars. guessing a mascot right off the bat. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Or no, wait. Actually, they're the Degrassi hockey sticks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I apologize to all our Canadian <laughs> listeners. My wife knows nothing about your rich, unique mm. culture. Now... Rachel. Yes. Do you have any idea when this show aired or took place? 1999. No, I'm going to say 2000 because you're young. (laughs) 2000 to 2008. Okay, great. Eight years. And what kind of show is it you said it takes place at a high school yeah. like what what do they do so we've paired this today with 90210 and so i i i just like feel like it's like a teen drama okay teen drama i don't think it's like a comedy but am i wrong you'll find out okay um is it a comedy Maybe it is a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Any notable stars that have come from Degrassi, the next generation? I believe Drake is in it and maybe Bob Hope. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I was going to say breakout role. Bob Newhart. And then I was like, is that person even older than Bob Hope? No, I mean, truthfully, I really just think it's Drake. Should there be other people that I know in it? That's that's the question I'm asking you. Is okay. do, do you recognize any of those? Well, there you go. Then I guess the answer is no. Okay, interesting. All right, Rachel. Mm-hmm. What channel do you think this show aired on? Oh, I want to say like the CW or like the WB or those might even be the same uh, channel for all I know. But I, I I'm getting that kind of vibe. Okay, like not one of our main like it's not an NBC. But it, you know, it's a WB. Okay, and and so yeah, it would be on one of those channels. What do you? What kind of topics are they tackling on Degrassi: The Next Generation? Oh my God, teen pregnancy. Whoa. Um. It, well, that's because I think it's a drama. But if it's a comedy, uh, uh, how to get that girl to like you by taking off your glasses? Okay, interesting, interesting. I like these two competing ideas of what Degrassi: The Next Generation could be. <laughs> All and the Degrassi heads at home are listening and being like, "What is she talking about?" Yeah, yeah, they've turned off the podcast at this point. Rachel, how does the Degrassi: The Next Generation theme song go? Oh, okay. It go. It it's like it's hip hop. It's actually it's made by Drake. Okay. So it's like, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, like I guess it, I guess that kind of sounds like the Seinfelds, like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. But yeah, you know, it's kind of got like a a smooth groove, you know, and it's just like a little spoken word song. Okay, yeah, you're really just you're just <laughs> hitting for the fences on this one. All right, those are I all feel my like questions I'm spot for Degrassi. Yeah. All right, Sam, what do you know about nine? Oh, two, one. Oh. Okay, well, I know that one of the characters is like a 
you know, she is a pill. Let's just say that, okay? Maybe her name's Miranda or like Jessica or like. Wait, what do you mean she's a pill? Um, you know, she's like one of those mean girls. Oh. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a very like notable mean girl. Okay, let's. Show. That's that's possible. All right. Well, let's start with like a similar like what what do you think 90210 is like? Okay, so it's a zip code. Sure. In California. There we go. Uh, and so it's about hot people in California. That, <laughs> I mean, it's the OC before the OC. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. And what genre is it? It's a drama. Uh, somebody gets shot. Somebody <laughs> leaves their girlfriend. <gasps> For the girl that's a little bit of a pill. Oh, so many pills. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, any notable uh, actors on this show? Yeah, notable to people from your generation, but not notable for me. There's going to be like. How dare you? uh, There's like, uh, there's uh, there's some guy. His name is like Jimmy Spader, or it's like. (laughs) You mean Christian Spader? No, no, Christian. Mm-hmm. Spader. It's like something. <laughs> I know. I know Some one of relative them. of. And James I think he Spader. died. There's a, a famous actor. Oh, okay. He's, Kirk Cameron, maybe. Uh huh. I'm just throwing. Well, yeah. It, maybe it's Kirk. Cameron. Sure, Kirk Cameron, star of 90210. <laughs> now, when do you? When, <laughs> oh, it feels bad to be on this end, right? Yeah. When do you think this show aired? I liked that question. 1993 through 1999. Cool. I have no idea what the correct answer is, uh, but I'll Google it later. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to ask you about the theme song since okay. I nailed yeah. the Degrassi theme song. Like the, I do think that like there is like a really well known kind of soundbite from 90210's theme song. How's it go? I don't want to wait. <laughs> For our lives to be over and wasting my time. Oh. Got a lot of lily pads. Oh, I, wow. I know that's Dawson's Creek. Oh, good job. A show that I feel like is also just 90210. I feel like mm. they're probably the same show, and so they share a theme song. Right, yeah. That's <laughs> probably, that's a great call. Yeah. Two shows, one song. Yeah. Uh, kind of like us, two people. One heart. Yeah. One heart. It's very Um, difficult for us to pump blood all the way through both of our bodies. All right. Well, we'll find out if Kirk Cameron or Jimmy Spader uh, is in the latest episode of 90210. Back Back to to you, you, future Sam Sam and Rachel. Rachel. Wow. Wow. Did you listen how happy they were? Gosh. They were were so happy. So innocent. I feel like. All right, listeners at home, a couple disclaimers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we actually do need a disclaimer. Like, on this, this is a content warning here. Like, and this is not Sam and Rachel's generation gap. Like, we're going to be talking about shows that talk about a lot of touchy episodes. But those shows do cover some serious topics that may not be appropriate for some young listeners. Absolutely. Or people that just want to have a good day. I think that, <laughs> <laughs> like, truthfully, like, you know, these shows, I think, are applauded in their time for tackling these tough issues. But, you know, we live in 2023, a time where sensitivity to issues has evolved a lot since when these shows were originally on the air. And not that these shows, at least 
all these shows hearts were in the right place but it's just a little clumsy and Mm-mm. it feels like he's... I'm gonna disagree I do not think these shows had their hearts in the right place oh wow yeah. okay Rachel's coming for blood yeah tonight. you know what but well you know what? we'll get to that yeah we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah, that yeah, yeah. maybe first we should dive right in no so the oh, second no. disclaimer oh. I want to make first is like we're gonna be talking about some rough stuff second disclaimer is this is the episode that took the longest for us to make because it was such a slog watching even just a few episodes of these shows. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that being said, Rachel, yeah, what did you think of Degrassi, The Next Generation? Oh, man. Well, that theme song was spot on. I know, for real. Whatever it takes to get it me through, I'm like, yeah, for real. Whatever it takes for to get me through this episode. Yeah, you know what I'm right. talking about? Oh, my gosh. Degrassi. My first biggest takeaway was this is not high school. This is middle school? It's kind of like middle school into high school. It's confusing. I chalk it up to it being Canadian, but I don't totally understand. Well, the first episode we watched, they were, I think, in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And... Again, content warning. Okay, we've made that clear. Yeah. I could not believe that. And we only watched like three episodes of the show total. Um, But immediately, the first episode we watched, these kids are doing ecstasy. Well, one character does ecstasy. Well, they have ecstasy. They know what ecstasy is. It's around. It's at a party. Their friends have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, well, there you go. Generationally, that's a big difference between... 2001 when this aired Mm -hmm. and when i went to high school like it was called molly back then no wait no no, Uh, my generation calls it molly yeah yeah yeah. no it was ecstasy but like ecstasy wasn't really a thing when i was in high school like you smoked weed that's what you did okay well hold on i don't want you to think that like my middle school life was like (laughs) to grassy the whole point of these shows is like how does this happen to so many kids in high school it was so great so yeah so i think like my initial thoughts were just like every they seem too young to be doing any of the things that they're doing and discussing they seemed way too like mature it was just kind of creepy uh also like uh, the mascot was the Panthers, not the Cougars, but close. Yep. So almost nailed that. Yeah, you're very good. Very, very, very close. Wrong continent, but similar type of animal. Oh, I was like, no, I said Canada, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> the animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, to touch on a couple things from In the Dark there, Rachel, there were f- there are five generations. There are five different Degrassi shows. Uh, starting with the streets of Degrassi, focusing on children in the 70s, and then Degrassi Jr. and Degrassi High uh, in the 80s, uh, and then uh, in the early 90s. And then there was a big silence until 2001, or 2002, for us in the United States, when Degrassi The Next Generation happens. And then since then, there's been Degrassi The Next Class a bunch the, of De- Degrassi, the next next generation. I, Degrassi, yeah. the next generation generation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. next generation's next generation. Mm-hmm. God, those are crazy. Yeah, they don't do ecstasy; they do Molly. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And they have a new. They just called M. Uh, <laughs> it was not on the CW, um, but the CW is the WB. Okay, thank you. But Degrassi was not on it. Um, this was not a comedy. Did you just do fact-checking in like the five seconds while we were listening to In the Dark? I didn't need to fact-check. I knew those facts. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the theme song, although not written by Drake, 
and the show does not contain Bob Newhart or Bob Hope. Uh, the show was, uh, the theme song was written by Lisa Dalbello. Lisa. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just focus in on Degrassi, The Next Generation. And for me, it's really just the first four, five seasons of Degrassi, The Next Generation, which, by the way, uh, if you count Degrassi as a whole, which the fandom seems to do, it is the longest-running Canadian TV series in history. Oh, what's that about? It will, it's a boot, a Canadian teen drama that centers <laughs> around a new ensemble cast of students at the fictional Degrassi Community School. Okay, so it's, so it's a community. It yeah, they keep it vague on purpose. <laughs> and they face challenges such as sex, teen pregnancy, bullying, sexual abuse, drug abuse, body image, homosexuality, domestic violence, gang violence, self-injury, suicide, abortion, mental health disorders, and many other issues. Yes, although I would like to correct and say homosexuality, not an issue. No, I mean, no. Just a topic, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for a show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, challenges is how the, the article phrased it, and I think that's fair. These kids are going through challenges. Uh, it ran from 2001 to 2015, if you can believe it, 14 seasons of just the next generation. So they started in seventh grade and they ended in... Well, the kids graduate. Yeah, I feel like we paired these two shows really well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the crossover yeah. is just complete yeah i mean there's a lot of these kind of shows though too to be fair sure. um, well we talked about dawson's creek could have been in here um you, you, we, you had... yes <laughs> there's something about these two shows that felt so tough and i don't know yeah yeah though i will say in 2010 i believe they changed the show's name to just degrassi instead of degrassi the next generation oh um, though the subtitle, The Next Generation, is a reference to Star Trek, which you okay. joked around about. I guess the showrunner's husband was a Trekkie and pitched that as the subtitle name. Love it. Yeah. Uh, this cast includes uh, Stefan Bo- Brogren, uh, who's the teacher uh, in The Next Generation, but was a dramatic teen in the earlier Degrassi series in the 80s and 90s. Okay. And uh, notably, he's the first person to say the F word on Canadian television in 1992. But the main thing in this cast is that it is made up of children. And I'm talking about actual children. Cassie Steele, who plays Manny, was only 11 years old when she joined the cast. Wow. I mean, that's the thing that I find so, like... Interesting, difficult, I don't know what the word is about this week's topic, which is that even though I feel like there needs to be a content warning on this podcast, these shows were created for young people Yes, and they were about topics that I feel like were so disturbing. And I do think it's interesting, like as we get older and we watch stuff and we start to relate to different characters, right? When we were little, we would relate to the kids. And then as we get older, we relate to the parents. And I'm sure we're going to talk about freaks and geeks later, but Mm. like, anyway, I just feel like watching this. I'm like, I cannot believe this was for kids. Like an 11 year old had to like do these scenes about sex and drugs. I'm just like, that is absolutely not okay. Yeah. I feel like Degrassi wouldn't be made in the same way today for so many reasons, though the show is still on. I don't know. I don't, you know, in some form or another, uh, going back to the children on the show. Okay. <laughs> 11 children were given star billing in the first season. 
Okay. The snow sh- stars 11 children. <laughs> children. You keep saying children. Um, Because they are children. <laughs> like, they are technically children. And I do feel like if there's going to be any contrast in this episode, it is the fact that Degrassi is children being played by children and 90210 is children being played by Luke Perry. Uh, by the way, uh, his name's Luke Perry, not... Who did I think it was? Wait. Oh, you said... Uh, you said Kirk Cameron or Jimmy Spader. All right, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I still totally don't know who Kirk Cameron is. Uh, but the decision to cast age-similar actors was a purposeful contrast uh, that the series did from other shows at the same time period, such as Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh in which all the actors were uh, in, in their 20s, but they were playing teenagers. Degrassi's tagline is, it goes there. Oh, my God. And I think it's safe to say, it sure does. It sure does indeed, Rue. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the show went there more often than I think its target demographic of teens was ready for, in both good and bad ways. So let's talk about the ways it went there. The U.S. versions of many earlier episodes were edited to remove a majority of gay slurs, homophobia, sexual innuendos, and sexual activity. But there are unedited director's cuts of the episodes that were aired in Canada and were on like the at-home DVD releases. And I believe the streaming services now don't have these things edited out. Mm. But Degrassi... Wait, so what? it was edited out to... Sh- for regular television airing in a market other than Canada? Right. Okay. Yeah, it was mainly the U.S. and Australia. They edited out certain things. They edited out Ashley taking ecstasy. Um, Ashley, you're too Which young. is crazy because it's a huge plot point because like all of her friends don't like her anymore because she did ecstasy that one time. Mm. And it's like the people that were watching that show in Australia were just like, <laughs> why does everybody hate Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Degrassi, though, had one of the very first scripted teen. Oh, it had the very first scripted teenage transgender character on television. Cool. Uh, Adam Torres. Uh, but was it played by a trans actor? No, no, not that yeah. progressive. Not yeah. it, it was. It was. Uh, you know, I think 2010 is when it was. We didn't start giving opportunities to trans <laughs> actors until uh, Transparent came out. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 took a while. But over the course of the Degrassi series, is okay. This is counting all the Degrassis. Okay, we've got. 10 pregnancies, 4 abortions, 14 mental disabilities, 6 instances of cancer, 11 deaths, 17 sexual assaults, 35 instances of drug use, and 85 love triangles. Oh my. And I I know that the way that you tried to figure this out was you asked ChatGPT and then ChatGPT was like totally wrong and you had to like Oh, correct I was like, how many pregnancies were there on Degrassi the Next Generation and ChatGPT gave me someone I was like, but what about Manny? Because Manny had an abortion and the episode was so controversial it didn't air in America. And I'm like, I know that. <laughs> ChatGPT, get your crap together. And then ChatGPT goes, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but this is all of these instances, Rachel, happened in one high school with a student body of less than 700 students. It's, oh, it's, I don't know what to say. Yeah. It just, it, it, it went there. It, oh, it goes there. Um, also, who went there, uh, 
there were some fun celebrity cameos throughout the uh, series, including Colin Mockery, Chaz Bono, Taking Back Sunday, Pete Wentz. Rachel, what band is Pete Wentz from? Ah, shit. Let's edit this out. I want to be cool. Oh, okay. You're cool to not know. It's Fallout Boy. And Jay and Silent Bob, actually the actors who play Jay and Silent Bob, were on it uh, for a three-episode arc playing themselves. They were such fans of Degrassi that they go on for a three-episode arc. All right, Rachel, I, I watched Degrassi when I was 11 years old, okay, which is wild. To think about, I would not want an 11 year old watching this show. Uh, and it was on the channel The N. Rachel, do you know <laughs> what? what The N was? Uh, well, not the C or the W, no, or the W or the B, no. Uh, I think N stood for no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the N was a block on the um, it was like a specific time block on the channel Noggin. Rachel, do you know what the channel Noggin is? <laughs> Nogan. I don't. <laughs> Noggin was a Nickelodeon subsidiary I channel. Was, I was going to say it sounds like a Nickelodeon, but there already is a Nickelodeon. Right. Well, this is in the time of like satellite TV, right? When there is just thousands of channels. And like, if you have a successful channel like Nickelodeon or, you know, it's like there was NBC, there was NBC News, there was CNBC. There's like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so every channel broke out into many other channels just by adding letters yeah or taking them away yeah (laughs) (laughs) so noggin was one of those for nickelodeon and this is so funny because the n block was aimed at preteens and teenagers and it aired daily from 6 p.m to 6 a.m right it's the it's the night half of noggin night noggin right but the daytime block was for preschoolers wait did they call it nick at noggin no. They should have. I know. <laughs> I, I loved Nick at Night. And truthfully, if you would have asked me when what was Degrassi on, I would have said Nick at Night. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It was on the nighttime of Noggin, the other Nickelodeon channel. Yeah. Again, the so during the day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is is like preschool shows. It's like Sesame Street. It's like Bill Nye the Science Guy. So it's, do they that is a hard switch. It's a hard I'm not I, you, I can't imagine Degrassi comes on at 6 p.m. but still But still you got to immediately like parents don't know that. Right. You got to immediately just like blindfolds uh, earmuffs blah, 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 blah. like are you kidding me? I mean it it went so quickly from like The Electric Company. Is that what that show's called? Yeah. The Electric Company to just like Jimmy got shot and now he's in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, other shows, though, that were on The N include Caitlin's Way. Rachel's looking at me absolutely no deer in the headlights. And Daria. You got to remember Daria. I know of Daria. Yeah. Well, that that's going to be a future episode, I think. But this show was my first taste of TV drama. Okay, as an 11 year old, I never really liked shows like ER or Dawson's Creek or X-Files. That was too scary for me at the time. Now I would much rather watch (laughs) X-Files, but they're all they all felt too adult and boring. But Degrassi had kids like talking about things that I had no idea how to feel about. And I will say, like, they're 30 minute episodes. And you might say, like, can you can you tackle a topic such as like school shootings in 30 minutes and it's like no that's a two-parter but yes they tried like 
all of these topics probably deserve way more time than a 30-minute or 45-minute show can offer them, but here they were. And obviously, Degrassi is not my type of show, but it did make me feel feelings. Well, I guess that is my question. Like, did you watch it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I watched. How old were you? I was 11 when I first started watching. Probably watched from like 11 to 12 or 13. Um, I think because it aired first in Canada, we probably got seasons later or they just like didn't care about the release order as much. So Mm. I am familiar with episodes all the way through season four. Like I remember when Jimmy got shot. I remember the whole thing with Manny's thong. I remember a lot of those like big episodes, you know, Liberty getting pregnant, though I think that happens pretty early. A thong as a plot point is very 2002. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was that was the lightest episode we watched by far. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking, when I found out Manny was 11 when she was originally cast, I was doing the math and it was not good. Yeah. I don't think that that is okay. Um, but uh, definitely I didn't catch every episode, but I saw the trends. Also, I knew no one else who watched this show. Hmm. Only until we were talking to people at the bars that we've been at the last (laughs) few weeks as we've been researching this. And, uh, you know, I'm saying I'm watching Degrassi and they uh, they, you know, I've, I've received a lot of love. People feel very strongly about this show because of the damage I think it did to them when they were <laughs> a young child. Yeah. But yeah, that is my personal experience with Degrassi, the next generation. The one kind of thing we haven't talked about here is this show stars Drake. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty wild. Um, there's not a lot of other people that have come from the show. I think there was one person who was on the vampire diaries, but Drake is a very famous person and was a very main role on the show famously gets shot and gets paralyzed and has to be in a wheelchair for the rest of the show. Uh, read some his character, his character, not Drake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think people know that Drake's not in a wheelchair. Oh. <laughs> CGI. Who knows these days? Chad GPT. <laughs> but it is wild to think that Drake. Yeah. I, and I was wondering how does Drake feel about having been on Degrassi, you know, because he's like in hip hop. You know, and apparently he was, you know, he was doing hip hop, obviously kind of at the tail end of when he was on the show and he didn't want his he he left to go do hip hop and stuff. But I found out uh, through my research that have Rachel, how familiar are you with the Drake music video? I'm upset. I am not familiar. I wasn't either. The music video is an entire Degrassi reunion. Oh, yeah. The whole thing, it's like him and Spinner walking through the halls of Degrassi High. There's a whole, it's like the music video is a high school reunion, but it is labeled as Degrassi. And they have like all the cast members, the teachers there. Even this really fun, really fun moment of the music video is they have the actor who plays the character who shot Jimmy, who shot Drake, right? Um kind of wandering through the halls and then you see Drake's crew see him and then he like has to run away from them. Like Drake's crew is getting revenge on the fact that they shot Jimmy. Oh my God. Um, very, very funny. Um, so if you uh, have any recollection of Degrassi and haven't seen that music video, I would very much encourage it. That hmm. was a very fun time. That's all I got. 
That is Degrassi the next generation. I feel like that was very like polished and we're about to go into my research and it's going to be a bloopity bloop. But okay. Hey, you know, okay. I can't compare myself to the great. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely feel like with Degrassi, it's something I've heard about for a really long time. And now I can finally like understand the reference. There's Mm -hmm. like just like Pokemon and a few other things we've Mm -hmm. talked about where I'm like, I was very in the dark. Yeah. Like, very in the dark. Yeah. Uh, And happier for it. And probably better (laughs) for it. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of being better for it before watching it, I think it's time for Beverly Hills 90210. Clap, clap. No, I'm doing War Pigs. How does it go? Yeah, that was close. Uh, It goes a little something like this. Classic. Oh, yeah, I forget. When that guitar kicks in, it always sounds like a Mario Kart level But then it gets real soap opery. Sam, Donna Martin graduates. You know, and she certainly did. I was... All right. Do we want more context or can I... I just feel like... When I was going to go back and watch Now to a No, I didn't remember much except the phrase, Donna Martin graduates. And I almost asked you in In the Dark if if that phrase meant anything to you, but I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. And um, you got to experience it firsthand. I did. Yeah. Donna Martin does graduate. And that episode revolves around the student body mobilizing a full-on walkout of finals because... Donna Martin was caught at prom drunk, which was very explicitly told to them beforehand. (laughs) If you're drunk at prom, you will not graduate. This is what I'm talking about, though, is like we were watching this episode. Now, to be fair, we didn't watch the episode before that where you saw what happened at prom. So we don't really have context. But Sam, you were like relating to. The principal, the parent, the teacher, you were like, you were told, young lady, (laughs) and now you need to pay the consequences. I don't don't (laughs) need her to not graduate, but I'm like, this is the issue y'all are like (laughs) going to bat for? Like, she is guilty of what they're saying. (laughs) You know, is it too harsh of a punishment? That's something maybe you could talk about, but like, she is absolutely guilty of it. All right. Well, maybe we should add some context. So we're talking about Nana to a No or Beverly Hills Nana to a No. Uh, and specifically, like, we boot camped. There's so many things when you were talking about Degrassi that I related to. Because I feel like I specifically think about the first four or five years of this show. I think that uh, – and I also watched it when I was, like, I think in middle school. And by the time I got to high school, I stopped watching it. But uh, we only boot camped two episodes. And so I do want to say this episode, this show was on for 10 seasons and there were so many episodes a season. And so it actually is really hard to fully understand what the show was because we didn't want to watch more than two. Yeah. But I think that I do think that the seasons really varied from each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So in any case, uh, Sam, 
Yeah. Now that you got to watch a little, uh, you know Kirk Cameron's not on it. Who yeah. do you think was the pill that you mentioned in the... I think it is a character from Melrose Place <laughs> that I was thinking of. Yeah. Because I didn't find anyone to be especially a pill. In fact, the biggest pill was probably... It's not Kirk Cameron. What's his name? <laughs> Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Yes. Luke Perry's a so, pill. Luke Perry, who plays Dylan McKay. Um, all right. Well, how many characters can you name, actually? Okay. Donna Martin. Played by Tori Spelling. Yeah. Luke Perry. Who plays Dylan McKay. The brother. <laughs> all right. So we're out. The sister. <laughs> the blonde guy. <laughs> All right, and so the guy who plays with the gun. I'll 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 go through the cast. Um, there's Jenny Garth, Shannon Doherty, Tori Spelling, Brian Austin Green, Luke Perry, Jason Priestley, Ian Ziering, and whoever played Andrea is what I wrote down. Okay, I, I'm going to start with just a little bit of history. Oh, okay. and unlike Degrassi, where it was actual kids this show had 28 year olds playing 16 year olds (laughs) and they all just looked way too old and it was hilarious well especially when you watch it on like a 4k tv now you're like what i know (laughs) it's ridiculous uh so 90210 ran for 10 seasons um and it was 1990 to 2000 okay Uh, i was close you were pretty close yeah you guessed 93 to 99 and similar to what you were just mentioning about Degrassi, I can't believe this. It also launched a whole franchise of 90210s, including five other TV shows. Whoa. Yeah. Including Melrose Place, which was a spinoff from the show. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Now, is the pill from Melrose Place <laughs> on 90210? No. They, oh. I think what they were doing was the, the creator of the show, Aaron Spelling, when he was creating Melrose Place, like I think he wanted to create that show, I think. And like put a character from it, like just made him like a love interest of like Brenda or something. And then was like, great. Now we have Melrose Place. And then Melrose Place had its own show for a while. Um, I noticed the last name of the show creator matched one of the last names of the actresses. Wow. So you. okay? yes, absolutely. So this show was created uh, by. Well, the show was created by Darren Starr, who like went on to create like. Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And what I think is funny is that this show is supposed to be inspired by like John Hughes movies and like The Breakfast Club. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, you kind of missed the mark a little bit, but I get it. Um, and then it produced by Aaron Spelling, Tori Spelling's dad. Mm. Yes. Nepo baby. Nepo baby. Do you guys know this phrase? Nepo baby. It's nepotism <laughs> baby. Uh, Listeners, you heard of this? You guys heard of this? I mean, honestly, I would not know that word if I didn't listen to Page 7 Podcast. Um, so some of the other things that Aaron Spelling created was he did like the 1970s, like Charlie's Angels. He did Love Boat in the 70s and 80s, Dynasty in the 80s. Dang. Um, seventh Heaven, uh, Melrose Place, Charmed. So, yeah. Whatever he touches turns to gold. <laughs> No, I just named the hits. Uh, so initially, this show focused on kind of like a fish out of water situation with these two tw- with these two kids. They're twins from Minnesota, Brandon and Brenda Walsh, moving to the rich, privileged life of Beverly Hills. And they were supposed to be like the good family, the grounded, less privileged folks to in in the super wealthy community and and, and school. Uh, that's how it was 
supposed to start, but immediately I was like, are these kids, are they supposed to not be wealthy because they have a very nice house? And well, like, it's 1990. Okay. Middle class is like upper class now. Yeah. Because middle class doesn't exist. Yeah. But still, yeah. I think also, uh, this always happens with TV shows. They're like, this is the poor one. And then they're like, well, but they, we want them to go out all the time and <laughs> yeah. we want them to drive cars. And they're like, eh, they're not that poor. Yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. Uh, and then like, obviously like the show, once it took off, like Brandon and Brenda weren't necessarily the focus anymore. It was a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of shows start like that. You yeah. know, I think friends like Monica was really supposed to be like the main romantic lead initially. And then like, you know, it's it's you can clearly see these shows get pitched to executives as like no 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 this show it's like different because there's <laughs> this going on yeah but at the end of the day the show is just about friends yeah. the show is just about an office yeah. like you don't need a hook <laughs> totally but you know to sell a show you do um at the end of the day all the characters are like superficial self self absorbed rich white kids pretty much yeah, they're teenagers teenagers um and. This show, I did think it was interesting that they had 32 episodes a season. Are you kidding me? 32. And just for comparison's sake, Ted Lasso has 10 to 12. Even Game of Thrones, which was on HBO, 10. 10 episodes Well, a of course. I mean, those those shows are on, like, streaming services where they're not beholden to the same, like... Not Game of Thrones. I mean, it's not even TV. It's HBO. <laughs> I, I do think that those are different, but like even a normal network TV show has 20, maybe 22. Yeah. yeah. 32 is nuts. 30, and, and it's hour long and they're hour long. So it's like, you know what? Of course they're not so great. Uh, uh, similar to Degrassi episode topics included. I literally just wrote down so much sex. It was like yeah. about virginity. A lot mm. of the show is about keeping it. Losing it. Yeah. Giving it away. Yeah. Cheating. You know? Yeah. Um, initially, like, we watched an episode that was, like, about sex ed. And it was, like, if you have sex, you'll get AIDS. <laughs> like, that was the takeaway yeah. from that class. And I'm, like, Jesus. Um, I also noticed that there were just so many abusive relationships on this show and it really felt like they glorified it and handled it just terribly. It really shows you how far we've come, even though there's so much work in our society to do. I know we say this on every episode, but Oh my God, women were treated terribly and it was the norm. This is where you're coming for blood. This is where you're saying that the show did not have the best uh, intentions at heart. Yeah, well, yes, but it goes deeper. It goes deeper. So, for example, I'll just... So, Tori Spelling was on the show, (laughs) right? She is the daughter of Aaron Spelling. Apparently, there's, like, a story that, like, when she interviewed... Or there's a story that when she auditioned, she used a fake name to try to, like, trick whoever the casting directors were, you know. Uh, But then eventually, like, they did recognize her, and they knew who she was, and she got cast, Um, But, like, since she was the producer's daughter, Erin Spelling really cared about her character being really virginal. Mm. 
mm. and very sweet. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And Donna Martin, her character, had this like commitment to abstinence. It was like a major plot point. Whoa. And I remember through the whole series. And I remember the episode when she was like in this relationship with her boyfriend on the show for years. And she's like thinking about losing her virginity. Like it was such a big deal. But it just kind of goes back to like that time. Donna Martin fornicates. <laughs> There you go. Uh, it just goes back to that time when, like, it felt like these the people who were controlling women's careers mm. wanted them to look sexy and dress sexy. I'm thinking Britney Spears, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Pop stars. But be virginal. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like, it just feels like icky the whole thing feels so icky Mm -hmm. and handled so poorly and so i do see that kind of bleed in a way like into the show you know yeah wow that's very interesting Uh, yeah all right uh i i I always like to do some fun facts yeah do fun facts um these aren't (laughs) that fun obviously it's got that iconic theme song that you know you love you know it. So apparently there was crazy drama behind the scenes filming. Like, first off, like I was saying, the biz sounded like a nightmare back then. I mean, if that's how no. we were treating pop stars, think about how we were treating actresses, mm-hmm. you know? Also, there was just like so many fights like on the set. Apparently, Sharon, Shannon Doherty was like a terrible to work with but everyone on the show like fought with each other a lot uh at least that's like the narrative that's Mm -hmm. out there um i was reading this interview with this writer producer from the show larry molin is his name now the interview was an was an article for a website called teen drama whore Uh, so take that you got it (laughs) uh but he mentioned like some crazy stuff one of the things he said was like it's worse than chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things he said was that sex- sexual harassment aimed at female actresses was the norm. Yeah. It was expected. Yeah. Quote, obviously, if a girl didn't like it, she could complain. But most of them just put up with it and just expected it. That was a quote. Um, he also said that a producer got a guy fired, an actor fired, by making up a story that the actor was anti-Semitic because another actor didn't want to work with him. And so they made up a story that he was anti-Semitic, so therefore he needs to be fired. But the guy wasn't anti-Semitic. I mean, what? 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 This is the 90s, people. Save the drama for the screen, 90210. Shannon Doherty, like I said, like she had a reputation for being really tough to work with. And um, she was eventually fired. And people, I, I do remember at the time so many stories about Shannon Doherty. Like, I remember reading That's that the she name was, that I really, rem, you know, I, that name rings a bell. Wait, she's the main girl. She's Brenda. Yeah. She was fired from the show? Yes. Well, so that's the thing. Like like so many of these shows that run for a long time, the cast they started with is not the cast they ended with. Yeah. Uh, and in fact... Like her, not her exact role, but like her kind of personality on the show was replaced by uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Do you know who that is? Saved by the Bell. Okay. You're not Saved by the Bell. She was on Saved by the Bell. But you have been Saved by the Bell. Okay. And Great. the Bell is me. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. We're going to do Saved by the Bell Daria. Write We're going to do that. Write yeah, that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but here's the funny thing is that in that same interview with that guy, it's kind of revealed that mainly the reason they finally eventually fired her, Shannon Doherty, is because of her haircut. She like cut her hair in the middle of filming an episode. So continuity was all messed up. <laughs> Um, uh, just, I have a similar story that I found on Degrassi, which is the character Spinner asked the producer each time that they wanted to get a piercing, including a tongue piercing. And they said, as long as it doesn't affect your speech. Hmm. And it all worked out. That's funny because one of the That's things... the difference between Canadians and Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also think like, that's so funny because the 2000s were like really a big time for piercing tongues. Yeah. Early 2000s. Um... When we were watching one of the first episodes, it was revealed that, like, Dylan McKay's a bad guy or, like, a bad boy. Mm. And you know why? Because he's got a piercing in his ear. <laughs> like, that's how you know, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, going back to the, like, Tori, Aaron, Tori and Aaron spelling thing, mm-hmm. uh, since, since he, like, he cared about her character so much, but also about her, so, like... She had a lot of say, it sounds like. Like, if she didn't like something or someone, like, that that went, you know? Uh, he was, she was the boss's daughter, you know? Um, here's a fun, my last fun fact I thought you would like. Yeah. It's just kind of crossover. So, it was filmed at uh, Torrance High School. And uh, that was also the high sc- exterior high school for a show, another show that we watch. Guess the show. Is it Freaks and Geeks? A show that we love. Is it Buffy the Vampire? We both brought up Buffy the Vampire Yes, Slayer? it's Buffy. Whoa. I know. Oh. Uh, this is like a stretch of a generational crossover, but Jenny Garth, who's on the show, who plays Kelly, uh, she was on What I Like About You with Amanda Bynes. And like Whoa. I now relate you to Amanda Bynes because of <laughs> sure. that. Um, all that. All that episode. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, uh, my memories before we like watched any of these episodes were like Donna Martin graduates, Donna Martin graduates. <laughs> um, also I remember that to me, oh, I forgot to look this up. We got to Google this actually. I thought, Denise, Denise, can you look this up? I thought that scenes from the next episode was invented by 90210 because I had never seen that before 90210 and it was this like revelation that they would reveal a piece of what was going to be coming up in the next episode to hook you. And I thought that was like so cool. Um, so Denise, let's look that up. Um, Oh, Denise, you, you got, you found something. Oh, great. What'd you find? Well, although I couldn't locate maybe the original, I did find that the TV show Lost in Space from 1966 did include scenes from the next episode. All right. Denise, you've been sick for three years, Rich. and we now pay for your health care. So, yeah. like, yeah. get it together. You, you should have sound- upgraded to the gold plan. That's what we <laughs> advised you to do. It's so expensive. All right, Denise. I wish I lived in Canada with all those Degrassi kids. Sorry, guys. Give it up for our intern, Denise. <laughs> yeah. She- Stop driving. Stop your morning commute and applaud Denise. Applaud Denise. Um, so, you know, going to our observations, like watching this now, these shows, like both shows, were so heavy handed. And how they handled everything. Um, very old-fashioned, very heavy-handed. 
obviously I talked about like the treatment of, you know, pop stars and, and the virginal sexual dichotomy or whatever. Um, apparently season one of this show ended with Brenda losing her virginity to Dylan and ratings loved it. It was great, but the affiliate networks didn't like it because not because Brenda had sex. Now what channel was it on? Uh, Fox. Oh, okay. Um, but they, they didn't like that. Brenda was a woman who liked sex like that she wasn't mm. scarred by it yeah, yeah you know and so that's why in the next season first episode she breaks up with him it was to please the like christian bullshit i don't know which I is well that. i mean i know there's a lot of associations with fox now but fox at the time was like a new network that did like edgy things mm. like the simpsons was on fox and yeah. like they would just so, show like surgeries gone wrong because they didn't have programming so and now it's so help me todd no actually that's <laughs> cbs <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Those, yeah um i remember shannon doherty like i remember her being bad but then when we were watching i was like She's a pretty good actress. Yeah, she might be one of the best on the show. Yeah, and then I read that they that they created bad publicity around her saying that she was bad because she was so difficult to work with. Mm. But, yeah, I thought she was good. Um, my main observation from watching this, too, is just that, like, this was a, ter- again, going back to Degrassi, this is a terrible show for a 13-year-old to be watching. What is going on? And yeah. it, I think, I know this sounds wacky, but I think, like watching this, it like triggered me into thinking that maybe this is what led to my poor relationship choices when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Because one of the episodes we watched is from season one where Dylan and Brenda go on their first date. And this date starts with her like going into his house for a moment. He scream fights with his dad in like an aggressive way. Then he like violently fights her, like pushes her because she's like, what's wrong or whatever. And then they kiss. Oh, that's their first date. Yeah. There's a lot of this in media, you know, not just TV movies and stuff where it's like that first kiss is like during this really like dramatic moment. And I always hate that. This is um, not an okay way for people to be treated. This is not who you want to be in a romantic relationship with. No. This is traumatic. And now the target audience for the show is teenagers. Right. I was like in middle school watching this. Yeah. This is traumatic. And I really let my high school boyfriend treat me like crap. <laughs> and now I'm like, mm, maybe this is why. Yeah. Uh, on a lighter note, Sam, we both thought it was funny that the movie they were going to go see on their first date was like a Marx Brothers movie. Yeah. We yeah. were like... Really? Yeah, I guess like <laughs> it's Hollywood, right? So they have like old movies playing at cinemas or whatever like that, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it, I I just like don't see Dylan being like a big Marx Brothers fan. <laughs> it was so random. Yeah. I ride a motorcycle and I like black and white movies. Um, You didn't really get to see a show with peak Peach Pit, but the Peach Pit was like oh, yeah. the central perk of Friends. Yeah. The Peach Pit is on this show. Yeah. And just like Rachel worked at the central perk, uh, Brandon mm-hmm. uh, worked at the Peach Pit. And that was like the diner where they all hung out and mm-hmm. met up for hangs. 
Um, so yeah, uh, the music was so bad. Like if we're getting oh. into like how these shows are indicative of their time, yeah. as always with some of my, my choices for Gen Gap, the music was so bad. Now that theme song, it's a banger, but the <laughs> transition music on this show f- sounded like 80s softcore porn. Yeah, it was, yeah. and it, and it came in at terrible moments. It went out abruptly. It was just awful. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that guitar distortion. I'm always like, guitar distortions really date music for me. And like the 90210 <laughs> was like, that's early 90s. And Buffy too, like the theme song. Oh, well, yeah, but that's Nerf Herder. Okay. Uh, well, I think we can probably talk about both of the um, shows at this point and talk about like how they're indicative of their time. Okay. And the intersection between the two. Unless you have any final thoughts on 90210. Um, I just want to say um, I love how light blue all their denim jeans are. <laughs> um, it is exactly what I thought it would be. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. There, I, there was not a lot of big surprises. No comedy in either show. No. Drama. No. Like the most comedy we got was in 90210 when it's like the blonde doof, which... I'm just not buying that this guy's in high school is like trying to like sleep with a sex ed presenter. <laughs> and then it turns out that that sex ed presenter has AIDS. Oh yeah. Ian Zeering. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Yes. Yeah, that Steve. was ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. I am very happy that this uh, episode is nearly behind us. <laughs> I'm very happy that the research is behind us. Yeah. I and I do think um, before we kind of talk about these shows and and what they're similar to, I I think that both of these shows probably Rachel in our lives. I know that Degrassi did for me. Was it 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 put a, a flag in in the creative world where I knew I was like that's not for me. Yeah, heavy handedness drama. And, you know, the show is like, wow, they're talking about, like, real things. And I'm like, that's not a real thing. 85 Love Triangles is not a real thing. No, all the right? office is more real. Right. For real. Spilling a big pot of chili is real. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I and I've always felt like that, that, like, I, I never, just because it's dramatic, just because it makes me feel sad doesn't mean that it's right. And if you guys want to watch a slightly outdated show about teens for teens, watch Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was we ended up just watching Freaks and Geeks and loving it. Yeah, because we had already seen it, obviously. But like after watching these shows, which were such a slog, watching Freaks and Geeks just felt like whipped cream on a sunny day. Yeah. And uh, uh, in my research for Degrassi, I kept hearing the word relatable how relatable the show is. And I'm like, no. To who? To who, yeah. Unless you, like, live at Degrassi High. Like, I don't know anyone who's been through that many troubles in that small of amount of time. And, but Freaks and Geeks felt very realistic to me, where it's like, Lindsay is the girl, and she's, like, kind of bouncing between two guys. Which one does she like? And um, kind of, like, putting herself out there. There's this great quote in Freaks and Geeks where Lindsay says... I'm uh, 
all my new friends think I'm a nerd and all my uh, old friends think I'm throwing my life away and just yeah. kind of being like caught into world. Not know where you belong. Yeah. Like, and yeah. It, and I'm talking about it now. It gives me like frisson to think about because I do relate so much to that of being caught in two different worlds or uh, just trying to like make it through high school, just trying to be cool. Like, oh, is that yeah. what we're all doing? I guess that's what I'm doing. Instead of it being like this heavy handed like, did you hear Brenda's losing her virginity to Dylan? Like, I don't know. That's just not the world I grew up in. No, that's not noggin. And that's not noggin. Um, but also, it's fun that Freaks and Geeks is the show we landed on because it's a show about teenagers in the 80s that aired in the 90s. Yeah, that's So true. that's kind of a fun generation gap yeah. thing. So how are these shows indicative of their time, Rachel? Well, we already kind of talked about just like stylistically, yeah. right? Like if you watch Donna to a No, like it's just in it, the way that it's shot, it's so grainy. It is so, it, it, it's just the looks are so 90s. The hair, all the guys have like vanilla ice hair is yeah. what you called it, which I thought is like the perfect like way to yeah. frame that, um, which is just kind of like a little too much grease yeah. swooped up. Um, and then like similarly, like on Degrassi, like the very low cut jeans of the early yeah. 2000s and the pink shiny eyeshadow and the fuzzy pink sweaters. And yeah, um, and it, uh, they both shows, by the way, go from zero to one thousand <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Degrassi even more so because it's only twenty two minutes. Like, you got to get Ashley taken E quick. I feel like both, like the indicative of its time, like the, so. The time f for for the show I was watching was like the nineties, and I think it's like when we were framing um, the the family life as like wholesome family time versus like eating dinner together yeah. as a family versus bad boys. Yeah. Drugs, right? Uh, sex ed. That is so like edgy in the nineties, yeah. you know? And, and it's really like the nineties are just so weird because it's still got this like religious tint while it was thinking really it's religious. progressive. Yes, yes, yes. In the nineties, um, you know, I just keep thinking Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. Yeah, like, that's yeah, all yeah. I can, you know. It, yeah. I feel like Bill Clinton is like ep epitome of the of this, of this era. Yeah, I think that's know? really true. Yeah, and I always think about like the Satanic Panic because yeah. I was like a kid in the nineties, and it's like. Why can't my friend read Harry Potter? Like, why can't my friend play Magic the Gathering? Like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like it's witchcraft. I'm like, it's paper. <laughs> like, I didn't, I never understood. Um, yeah. So all the like stylistic stuff. Um, yeah, and I feel similarly about Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi definitely. Uh, I mentioned several of the guest stars were in emo bands. We had Taking Back Sunday. We had the guy from Fall Out Boy making an appearance in like the made for TV Degrassi movie. So like, and a lot of the characters like make bands and all the music in Degrassi is still guitar focused, despite the fact that literally the show has Drake on it. You could have like done anything with drake maybe um but instead they're like no let's give this white kid some drumsticks but i i just <laughs> all that like emo thing just goes hand in hand with degrassi's vibe of just that like it's serious it's real it's dark it's like you know there's like issues of like 
you know, like hating yourself and all of that kind of like teen angst. It's all there in Degrassi and 22 minute increments. Yeah. Um, This was something I thought of and you can tell me if this makes sense or not. I don't know if it does, but I thought of this when I was walking Rosie yesterday, which is like, this felt like it was a time in television where genres stayed in their lanes. So if you were a comedy, you were a comedy. Yeah. If you were a soap opera, like, cause I think this is a soap opera, right? Like if you were a drama, you were a drama yeah. and they didn't really have like the crossover. That's so, yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I, it's, it's my thing that I rant about now, Rachel, where I say like, why can't these comedies just be funny? Like <laughs> every comedy story has to be like, Oh, and then it, then it gets real for a second. I'm like, what, what happened to like the Simpsons? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, th- yeah, so many but things now are intermixed, right? right? Like it's more like, it's like 70, 30, comedy drama, you know, uh, with either ratio or anything in between. But yeah, you don't have that purity. There's definitely not, a, well, I suppose there's still pure dramas. Like, um, a lot of medical dramas are still like that. Yeah. That aren't funny. Yeah. The, these shows still exist. Maybe yeah. what it is, is that I don't watch them. Yeah. 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 Well, I do and- watch manifest on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hit up Rachel for your manifest takes. Now, one of the things that we've been talking about with this show is that, and, and I don't think we've done it is that we wanted to end like the topic with a conversation of, is this still good or is it nostalgia? Right. Mm. So like, was this good or was, or is it nostalgia Yeah. with something like Goonies, for example, to me, I think it's good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Right. With this show, with Now to Know, I'm going to go nostalgia. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, uh, for Degrassi, I'm going to have to go with it was never good. <laughs> I don't see that as an option here, but I do think that the showrunners of Degrassi had their hearts in the right place. So these two, like, old Canadian, it's an old Canadian married couple. Um, and I think that they genuinely want to bring these issues. Uh, to the forefront of things. I just think that that idea is outdated in our culture today. You know, we talk about these things uh, through podcasts or through blogs or through articles, and we don't need um, 22 minute episodes where we jam in these things. Now, granted, I'm very, I was very happy to research Degrassi and find out all the things that it was pushing boundaries on. Um, and all the ways that it was moving culture forward or and all the people that felt seen by the episodes that had to do with the horrible things that were going on in their life. I'm very glad Degrassi was there. But yes, not my kind of show. Not my, not my thing. Uh, but hey, we've grown as as humans. Yeah. Um, all right. And I can't wait for graduation. Donna Martin graduates. Donna, Donna Martin, Martin graduates. Donna. <laughs> all right. Well, before we go, uh, I think it's time to dip our hand into the, the hat, hat of, of time. Time, 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 time. All right, here we go. I'm dipping my oh, hand into the hat. you doing a little dipsy doodle? Oh, I'm dipsy doodling all the way to the bottom of the hat. <laughs> Ooh, yikes, yikes, yikes. There's a lot of curable diseases in here. Okay, I've got one here. It just says DARE. But it's an acronym, ah, Rachel. Ah, DARE, of course. How apt. 
for this episode. Hey, the hat chooses. The hat knows. Um, what are my memories of Dare? Yes. Well, for anyone out there unfamiliar, Denise, will you look up if they still have Dare? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Dare, I remember it stands for Drug Abuse Resistance Education, and it's and I remember it pretty pretty well actually. I remember uh, doing the Dare program when I was in it was 1991, I think. So I was in sixth grade. Sam was not born yet, probably. Um, and uh, I remember our officer, Officer Tom. He used to come to Davenport Elementary. Um, Dare, you know. The main thing I remember from Dare is that they would like tell you these like scary stories and it was always like if you're in an alley and you're hanging out with some kids and they tell you that you're not cool if you smoke weed, that's not true. You can be cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like like I was hanging out in so many alleys. Yeah. <laughs> and um and I really will say that it initially did scare me away from drugs. And I remember when a friend of mine started smoking cigarettes and mm. then eventually weed, I was like, what are you doing? Like yeah. I, I was probably in like eighth grade and I was like absolutely shocked and, and appalled. Um, I obviously we live in a state where marijuana is thankfully legal. Hell yeah. As it should be. Yeah. And uh it is interesting that Dare uh was so anti marijuana. Oh, so anti marijuana. By the everything. way, it's legal now and everything's okay. Yeah. Nothing no one's died. It's um, fine. But it did have like an effect on me for sure. It did kind of scare me for marijuana? a while. No, uh, <laughs> marijuana still has an effect on me, and it's a romantic effect. Um, no, Dare. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I remember Dare. Um, I yeah, I was very scared. I remember specifically walking around my backyard. I was going into middle school, and I found out that somebody had smoked weed, <gasps> and I was like, I can't believe we have to deal with this now. Like I held on to my youth for a while. Um, it reminds me, a lot of these conversations remind me of what we're watching in Freaks and Geeks, um, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of like holding on to your childhood a little too long, maybe. Like I was not too far away from having played with Beanie Babies and now it's like, people are talking about drugs and like, do I have to get naked in the shower for gym class? I was really scared of that. Mm. Um which happens in Freaks and Geeks, but does not happen in in my real life. Um, <laughs> Currently, you don't get naked for gym class? No, no, never, <laughs> never, never. Um, oh, Denise, you have something here? Oh. Yes! <laughs> so dare it in some ways still exists, though, because uh, in 2003 there was, quote, no significant differences in illicit drug use unquote oh. caused by dare there's a new program called keeping it real oh really <laughs> denise just write it down next time yeah please I'll stop speaking into the <laughs> microphone so uh, no more dare no it's keeping it real now dare to keep it real dare to keep it. but yeah i also rachel do you know what the faces of meth are no. Okay. Jesus. Well, because you did not go to high school in Oregon. Um, back here in Oregon, and I'm sure in uh, other 
you know, um, less populated states, meth is a problem. And so as a result in high school, it's, you know, cause dare is like elementary school, middle school. They like, don't want you to even go there. But in high school, they show you the faces of meth and it is just a scared straight program about people's people faces. with no teeth. Yeah. Well, you see their like first mugshot when they get arrested for just doing something small and they look pretty and they're fine. And then it's just like years down the line of their mugshots and they get arrested for meth and they look so scary. That's what I remember about smoke, like uh, the no smoking oh, yeah. um, stuff from health class Yeah, is watching, looking at pictures of people and, and it would really freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. And it really did. I mean, that one worked. I never did meth. Um, and I don't want to. No. I and because it's because I need to keep my good looks. Yeah, if I'm going to be honest, reason. it sounds like a lot of fun, but I am <laughs> I am an actor. I need to keep I need to keep things tight. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are my experiences with dare and being scared straight out of drugs. Wow. Well, we've really run the gamut from Canada all the way to Beverly Hills and back again. Yeah. I feel like we've gened. We've gapped. Yeah, I would sign off on this one. Listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, I'm sorry to say we're probably not going to do a lot of these, of episodes of things <laughs> that we're not super passionate about, of episodes that take a lot out of us emotionally. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Rach? Probably true. And you know what else? Jam Gap! <laughs> Jen Gap! for listening to this episode of Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sam and Rachel Comedy. And if you like the show, please rate us highly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap is produced by Sam DeRose and Rachel Rosenthal with editing from Jack Barton. Our music is by Douglas Wydick and Sweet Tea Studios. Our artwork is by Aaron Maybe Designs and the snuggles are provided by Rosie the Galga. Mm-hmm.